I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. We're happy to be here, coast to coast. Radio stations across the country, TalkStreamLive.com. Links to those stations online. If you can't find a particular station in your area, always go to TalkStreamLive.com. And if you want to hear the show directly from the board, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, always at Aftermath.fm. That's Aftermath.fm. If you miss a show, you can check it out on the aftermath.media. Just subscribe to our podcast archives and other shows that are available there. Plus, there's all kinds of documents, social media, and other treats. You can find our own little digital playground. It's called aftermath.media. Just show up there and subscribe. Aftermath.media it helps the show out, and we're very grateful for those who support Ground Zero by going to aftermath.media. So today, as I was uh, thinking of what the show was going to be about, I was kind of i was contemplating i was actually watching some cnn and uh just watching how everybody's scrambling to uh keep the government from shutting down uh that the uh, infrastructure bill is you know now big news and i was like thinking you know does anybody remember back uh let's go back to 2016 and you know everybody Everyone seemed to be overwhelmingly concerned about normality and how President Trump was not normal and must never be normalized. I remember uh, he appeared on The Tonight Show, and uh, uh, what was funny is that uh, he, he showed up on The Tonight Show, and he was very, you know, he's very funny, and uh, what had happened is he was talking on the show and Jimmy Fallon was talking to him, and then he started messing his hair up. He messed up his hair. He says, can I mess up your hair? And so he messed up the hair of Donald Trump. And so Jimmy got in a lot of hot water because he did that, not because Trump was angry that he messed up his hair. It's just his critics were saying, you're normalizing this monster. Why are you normalizing him? Why, why are you making him look like he's a nice guy? And so the idea of normalizing President Trump was something that you couldn't do. Right. And so normality was finding its way out the door here in the United States. You know, treating people with disrespect, whether it be from Donald Trump or to Donald Trump, was something that was, you know, happening in this country. And here we are wrapping up 2021. I mean, I'm getting the feeling, I mean, here we are, you know, almost to October. So you got November, December, three months, and we're wrapping up 2021. And we're now feeling that no matter who we choose to lead us, there will be not there will not be any form of normality. No normality at all. We were told not to give President Trump normality, and now we have President Biden and there's no normality. I mean, this is it. This is what we've chosen. The simulated America I talked about last night, the simulated democracy, the destruction of nostalgic America and the promise of build back better only if we release trillions of dollars to become part of the global plantation that truly is becoming a prison. You know why there's contention in the parties. You know why they're having a hard time with this infrastructure bill. You know why. Because we know what, I mean, you got, you got um, 
President Biden saying, oh, it's not going to cost us any money, but yet $3.2 trillion. I mean, see, here we are preparing for the time where the global stakeholder capitalists restore normality to a new normality. You've heard the term the new normal, a pathologized totalitarian normality, a normality which tolerates no dissent and demands complete ideological conformity. This is the apocalypse, ladies and gentlemen. This is the apocalypse that we were taught was going to happen in our lifetimes, the unraveling of the great reveal. Only people who are intelligent, and I mean the intellectual supremacists, they've now decided that they are too sophisticated to believe in superstitious ends that appear in the last chapter of the Bible. We're beyond that now, right? We, 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 just, we just have decided that, hey, there are certain parts of the Bible that we can cherry pick. And so we, we pretend like we don't understand the last chapter of the Bible. We don't understand what it means. We, we've decided that it's just too complicated and too metaphoric to understand apocalypse prophecy. It's all superstition, right? It's, it's, it, you know, we, we rejected it now for the technocracy. Now more than ever, it's time, I believe, it, now more than ever, it's time to pay attention because I know this, I mean, for those that you're intellectually superior, I, I'm going to tell you this. The rule of the Antichrist may be closer than we'd like to think. And more often than not, especially in times that have been deemed uncertain, apocalyptic ideas have been issued in the expectation that human history might screech to a halt at any moment and dissolve into some kind of apocalyptic judgment. I mean, this is this is obvious to me. Protestant Christians have been especially susceptible to these ideas, these schemes, especially the more conservative Protestants known as evangelicals because of their inclination to read and interpret the Bible literally. And I've gotten a lot of literalists who listen to this program and i and i tell them i say okay well if you want to be literal fine but don't criticize me if i want to think outside the box and understand thoroughly what is happening and and listen in open-mindedness to what is happening in the apocalypse i mean a lot of people tend to focus on the book revelation and they and and they look at the book of daniel in the hebrew bible both texts are replete with imagery and allegory that would strike most casual readers as downright bizarre, but many Christians throughout American history have expended untold energies trying to fit these writings into an interpretive framework for understanding what the end times are all about. And, and these notions, grounded in literalistic interpretation of biblical prophecies, admit of many different constructions and evangelical Christians who agree on such issues as biblical errancy meaning the Bible is infallible without any mistakes or left out in inconvenient texts. All these things are left out for a reason. All these things are added for a reason. Of course, church leaders are going to argue bitterly over whether or not God's elect are going to go through this tribulation, which is seven years of rule by the Antichrist predicted in Revelation. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's what I think, right? I mean, you can, you know, your mileage may vary. I mean, there are arguments over whether or not we are the center of all of this contention, the whore of Babylon. You've heard that. The United States is the whore of Babylon. The Pope is the Antichrist. That's a, so I've heard that all the time from Protestant tradition. But of course, there are a wide variety of theories swirling around, thanks to Nostradamus and, and other prophets or whatever, people who claim to be prophets. You combine all these predictions and the biblical revelations and you get a wide variety of candidates 
for the Antichrist. You get a wide variety of opinions on what the mark of the beast is. And so now we're seeing that death is the tool for compliance to the new world order and that in order to participate in this new world, you have to transmogrify into a transhuman form, altering your DNA. And, I mean, this arguably sounds very much like targeting people for the mark of the beast. And I've said this many times, and people want to, you know, get in my face and say, what do you know? I mean, look, if you're, if you're actually to go and Google a search for information regarding the vaccine and the mark of the beast, you're going to see that there are many opinions that favor transhumanism. I mean, in many cases, there are so-called religious authorities that say that this is blasphemy and that most religions support the vaccine and those who use the crutch of the mark of the beast as a reason to avoid getting the jab are heretics. See, that's the thing. People are saying, well, you know, my religious beliefs tell me that it's the mark of the beast and I don't take it. And they're challenging that, of course. And a lot of religious figures are challenging that. It can be argued that when faced with social pressures, the church can bend its rules. But to those who are of the straight and narrow mindset, believe that God will not be marked, or God will not be mocked, and in this time of apocalyptic dispensation, we see the churches become openly liberal in some realms, and those who see themselves as progressives accept everything because, I mean, and, and there are those who are pious, of course, that see that perhaps this jab is the work of the devil. So there's an argument of sorts as to who owns the deed to your body. You know, who owns the deed to your body? Who owns the deed to your spirit? Who owns the deed to your soul? Who owns the deed to this world? Who are the builders and architects of antiquity that we all got our knowledge from? Who are they? I mean, we we attempted to talk about this the other night with Planet X. And we talked about the builders and the construction and the and those gods that came from the winged planet. And, uh, you know, but of course, all of these ideas were formulated into secretive religious sects and secret orders, and they have kept secrets that have, up until now, have been revealed to the common man. The secret has always been the idea of destroying the past and rebuilding a world order on the ashes and bones of the old world. A transformation into a golden age that will be inhabited by the new man. In the future, the common man may find himself in denial of what exactly has been built and why it was at one time, paradise. And then for some reason you wake up and find out it's become a blighted place full of chaos and evil. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at Aftermath.media. It's only $4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts, or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's $9.99 a month. Again, that's Aftermath.media. That's Aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.